When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to that Nerd Dad Podcast. This is the Just Joe show where I talk uh, by myself. No guest today. Guest uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow being Wednesday. I've already got next week's guest lined up as well. So first it's going to be Sham. Uh, you may know him better as a, a bearer of dad news. Very funny on Twitter. Uh, and also like one of my best online friends. So we're going to have a great chat. Uh, he's in Florida. So we're going to talk about the don't say gay bail, uh, as well as probably the slap. I think we're going to be talking about the slap for a little while. And then uh, I've also got next week's guest lined up, which is Adam Grow. That name may sound familiar to Canadians here. He was the host of Cash Cab in Canada. He's also a foster parent. And uh, we're going to have a great conversation about his world now. And uh, he does a lot of digital online events, so I'm looking forward to having that conversation with him. So, that's a good enough reason to hit subscribe, if I've ever heard one. So, wherever you're listening or watching this, there's probably a subscribe button. Maybe it says follow. Tap one of those things. Uh, If it says, like, five stars or thumbs up, I'd appreciate it. If you want to leave me a comment, that's even better. All of this helps grow the show. And continue to make us, my humble opinion, the best parenting podcast out there. This community will be a thing one day. And you are all getting in on the ground floor. So thank you. With all that out of the way, let's get to the show. Are you listening? Damn. Uh I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dive right into it today. Uh, I got a got some stories to tell. Got some thoughts I want to get off my head. Off my head. Is that the right phrasing? It doesn't matter. So, uh, had a had a game night with some friends on the weekend, and um, it went late, like like two a.m. I don't think I made it home till after two a.m. And uh, I gotta be honest with you. Having the kids get me up at 6 the next day, it was the worst hangover I've ever had. And I only had one drink. I am too old for this shit. <laughs> I am too old for three-hour turnaround times. Um, and that's with me not drinking. So I can only imagine the condition I'd be in if I had had even a drink. Uh, that's not true. I had one massive Heineken at like 5 p.m. So by 2 a.m. it doesn't matter. But uh, lesson learned. Mm, I think my I think my bedtime's midnight at most right now. Related to game night, but more parenting is uh, my six-year-old. You may have heard me talk about him in the past. He loves games, loves them, and not just uh not like just Candyland. Um, he likes to play the games that mommy and daddy play and that did not sound right he likes to play the board games that mommy and daddy play 
So he likes to play um, the game of life. He likes to play chess. He likes to play, um, if we're playing Monopoly Deal, I don't know if you've ever played Monopoly Deal, the card game. Um, there's also like a game of life card game, a game Sorry. He likes to play um, Catan Jr., um, Ticket to Ride Jr. He likes to play the more advanced games with higher strategy. And we encourage it. It's great creative thinking. It's great strategizing. And it's more fun for us <laughs> as parents. And uh, that's what it's all about is our needs, not his. So we, we play games with him. And the other day he was playing a game of cards with my wife. And his trash talk needs work. Because I overheard him say, oh man, you are not smart. <laughs> Just, I think he meant to say something like, that was a stupid move, uh, and kind of playfully rib her, uh, but it just came out really harsh. Oh, you are not smart. Burn. I don't know how my wife ever recovered. So now we just say to each other all the time, you are not smart. <sighs> I'm kidding. She means it when she says it to me. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. All right. Let's talk about what I have to talk about because everyone's talking about it. And I had many Twitter conversations about it yesterday. The slap. The slap. Oscars were on Sunday night. Wife and I decided to watch uh, Death on the Nile. Good movie. Good movie. If you're into whodunits, good movie. Movie finishes. Decide to uh, hop on Twitter to see what's going on. And uh, Twitter had exploded. Because Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. And no one knew if it was real or not. After a little bit of following various threads that I trust. It seemed pretty real. It seemed like Will Smith snapped. I, uh... I'm not going to add anything to it that hasn't already been said, but I will say I'm Team Rock in this case. Will Smith made a terrible judgment call. Um, the G.I. Jane joke was bad. Assault-worthy? I don't think so. Um, a friend of mine, James DeFiori, I was on his podcast a couple weeks ago, he pointed out that if a bad joke warranted Physical assault, Ricky Gervais and his hosting of the Golden Globes would require he be tarred and feathered. It's it, it, it's a, it's not a good look. Um, the other end of it is people saying, "Well, he was defending his wife. She was making he was making fun of a disability or a disease that she had." Okay, a couple of different options that he could have done. Uh, one. If he and Jada had just stood up at the joke and left. Didn't say anything. Just stood up and left. That would have made a big stink. And it still would have been the thing we're talking about today. We'd still be talking about how, holy shit, that bomb, that, that joke really pissed off the Smiths. And they, they left the Oscars as a result. Also, six minutes later. Will Smith wins the Best Actor Award. He could have taken that opportunity to address it. 
Instead, he had to address the fact that he had slapped a presenter or a host or whatever the, you know, Chris Rock was up there to do. It just, it doesn't make any sense. Um, if he had, if he had approached Chris Rock and demanded an apology in real time, dramatic, it would have gotten the point across. The physical violence part is, is, it's just, it's, it's a bridge too far. Um, you know, uh, comedian Kathy Griffin tweeted out like this kind of situation and the way this all played out puts comedians in danger at the clubs because there was no consequences for Will Smith. A, a bouncer didn't rush this guy and beat his ass to the ground, which is what should have happened. Where the where where was security? A bouncer should have escorted Will Smith out of the building at that point. I've done many a stand up night, uh, many a opening mic night, open mic nights, and even at open mic nights, there's a bouncer in case a guy has had too much to drink and gets bold, and they protect the the performer. I, this is the Oscars. Like, this joke was vetted. This joke was rehearsed. No one could have seen a slap coming. But Jesus Christ, a lot of things went wrong here. So, that's my two cents on the thing. I will just finish it by saying, I have a very personal list of actors I do not support. Uh... Prior to this moment, it was two. It was uh, Tom Cruise and Sean Penn. Sean Penn can't take a joke. He's full of himself. I know he's been doing a lot of really good work in the Ukraine, so he may he may work himself off the list, but Tom Cruise out of his fucking mind. Uh, Will Smith has now landed on that list. I just won't watch his movies. I won't interact with him social media-wise. I won't... I won't engage I won't I won't I, I won't I will do my best not to be associated with his projects it's a personal choice will it have any effect in the long run no but that's how I will deal with this and the fallout of this because he needs help he needs help um, you know what I'm not done with this because it also pisses me off that he went from a slap, receiving the best Oscar, or best actor award, to some sort of a weird defense acceptance speech of his action, to video of him getting jiggy with it and rapping afterwards at the after parties, uh, having the time of his life, to late last night, some sort of bullshit Instagram apology. It's just like I his his relationship with Jada has been very public in the last couple of years. So maybe like there's a lot we don't know, but even still, none of it excuses the physical violence. It's just it's not okay. You can defend your wife's honor in other manners. There are other ways to do it. 
protest the show. When you win your best Oscar, don't get up. When you win your best uh, actor award there, don't get up. Sit in your seat and say, I'm not, I'm not accepting this. That would have showed them. But no, it was about him. It was about the moment. It was an ego. It was a narcissistic moment. Um, yeah, just... I do not know what it is about this moment, but it has, has, has pissed me off. I don't tend to get involved in these social media things. I'm, I'm normally kind of like, yeah, I'm over it pretty quickly, or yeah, I don't want to talk about it. But this one just... I don't know. This one got to me. We'll go to something a little bit more lighthearted. And a little bit dark and scary. <laughs> Last week, uh, that image is too big. He's blocking my face. How can I fix that? I'm going to do this real time. I don't care. You guys know that. Uh, all right, there it is. So last week, um, Matt Reeves, who directed The Batman with Robert Pattinson, released a five-minute deleted scene, spoiler ahead, uh, with an interaction between The Batman and the Joker, who is presumably in Arkham, uh, as Batman tries to get into the mind of the Riddler. Ooh. In the movie, there is only a a tease of the Joker, a, a whiff of the Joker. And I get why. The Joker is a force of nature in pop culture. He would have dominated the storyline afterwards. If we had got this scene in the movie, why didn't we get more Joker? When can we expect more Joker? Will there be a Joker sequel? A Joker spinoff? And the whole movie would have surrounded uh, the whole, the whole, the whole conversation afterwards would have been about the Joker. As it was, we got a tease of it, and it was still one of the most talked about parts of that movie. So I get why they waited and why they cut this, especially in a three-hour movie. Here's why I think they released it now. Because they could have waited. They could have made this a a Blu-ray special deleted scene. A lot of what we're seeing like with uh, Spider-Man. Where there's a lot of extra scenes that we didn't see that they, they, they are, they're adding to sell more DVDs. Like who buys DVDs anymore? But anyways. So. I think the reason why they released it now is they are working on the Batman 2. There's also an HBO show that may surround Arkham Asylum. And they need to know what the appetite is like for another Joker storyline. We've had a lot of them since Heath Ledger, uh, which has been kind of the definitive Batman villain to Jared Leto's, Leto's, unusual take <laughs> to say the least to Joaquin Phoenix's standalone movie which doesn't really feel like a Batman movie just feels more like a crime drama to now this so I think they want to know is there an appetite for this still can we can we bring the Joker out again and trot him out again and will the audience be into it and based upon the amount of conversation I've seen, the answer is yes. So don't be surprised if you see this dark version of the Joker in the future. And by the way, uh, it looked amazing. If you haven't watched the scene, watch it. Even out of context, it's phenomenal. It's dark. It's gritty. 
Um, it's out of focus a lot. It builds suspense. It's a really, really well done scene. And it will make you wanting to see more of this Joker. We're going to end on two more positive, funny stories. And we'll get you the hell out of here. I promise. Mori Povich. We're going to talk about Mori Povich. Sally Jesse Raphael had her red glasses. Oprah had her big surprises and giveaways. Jerry Springer had Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Maury Povich had, you are not the father. And after 31 years, he's retiring. Give it up for the man. He became a staple of being homesick from school. Watch a little Price is Right, maybe a little People's Court, maybe a little Maury Povich. Uh, 31 years. He wanted to retire a few years ago, but they were like, uh, please? And he was like, all right. He's 84 years old. Looks phenomenal. I don't look that good now. Um, so kudos to a, a hell of a life, Maury. You have wrecked more families. Maybe not wrecked. You didn't actually have the illegitimate children. You have highlighted more wrecked families than almost anyone in the world. Enjoy your retirement, bud. And finally, oh, they get the full screen. Team Canada qualified for the World Cup for the first time in 36 years after a 2-0 decision over Jamaica on the weekend. Uh, yeah, fuck yeah, Canada. Um, he, here's what's interesting about this. is uh, I was uh, really torn. And, and not torn. I, I was like sad during this match <laughs> and here's the reason why my wife's family are uh, Chinese Jamaican and my uh, my father-in-law I'm gonna take them down for a second here my father-in-law who we lost a few years ago I, I loved uh, very deeply I, I love that man and uh, I I could picture if you were still around I could picture me sitting down to watch this match with him and I wondered where his where his allegiance would lie. He was a proud Jamaican. He was a proud Canadian. Um, and I wondered where where he would he would be rooting for. I think he'd be rooting for Canada. I think he'd be rooting for Canada to to, to do something special. So um, I thought about him a lot during the match, and uh, I got a little got a little misty. I'm getting a little misty. I thinking about him now and talking about it again. But uh, really proud of them because uh, our country and like the U.S. has had it bad for a long time. But we're in Canada, we're not quite used to this divisiveness that's, that we've seen kind of infiltrate with the whole convoy bullshit. And we were the international spotlight because a bunch of rednecks decided to go to our capital and not do anything except for lean on their horns. Um by the way, lots of arrests in that regard, too. We could talk and do a whole show about that. But uh, So we've been really div like divided recently. And I, on the show, have talked about how the, uh, the flag has become a point of contention for me. And it makes me angry sometimes when I see trucks with hockey sticks and the flag. And I'm like, fuck that racist. Um, but I'm going to show the picture again here. But this, this is awesome. 
we're going to reclaim the flag. We're going to take it back from the racists. That's my prediction. We will, we will drape ourselves in the flag. We will proudly display it and support our men's soccer team. We needed something to bring us together. This might be it. That's it. That's the show. That's the show. Uh, funny thing about this show, this particular one, is I didn't have I didn't have it 30 minutes ago. I almost, almost said, eh, let's skip a week. But I was like, nah, I, I, I want to do a show. So I started quickly making my notes, prepare my agenda, and away we go. Here we are 20 minutes later. We got an episode. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I want to thank DeanBlundell.com. DeanBlundell.com, home of Canada's number one podcast network uh, and one of the best podcasts in Canada. Monday to Friday, three-ish. Uh, he's the best. Uh, him and Lachlan Cross are just phenomenal together. And before we wrap, I again want to say if you enjoyed the show, please hit subscribe. And stay tuned for my uh, my next two episodes, which are going to be with Sham, a.k.a. at a bearer of bad news, bearer of dad news, and Adam Grow. I'm going to call him Canada's favorite game show host. Fuck the other ones. He's the best. Be well. Be safe. We'll talk. Thanks for listening. Damn. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon.